Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. They should be scared to death of all the mama bears out there because the moms and dads are so fed up. And there's a there's a mom and dad revolution happening, and we're not backing down, and nothing they say will scare me. I mean, they're so full of it. It's it's literally 100% lies what they put out. So a week ago, they were saying I was living there at Mar-a-Lago, and now they're saying that uh, we don't have a, a friendly relationship. It's just completely, it's utter lies. And they're trying to make it look like there's trouble in the America First movement. There isn't. I have a great relationship with President Trump. I respect the heck out of him and his entire family. I've gotten to know many of his um, children and his family, and they're incredible. They have sacrificed so much for this country. And these uh, these outlets are so disgusting. They're trying to tear this country down, spreading rumors and, and falsities, and I just hope that people don't buy it. We are going to push forward. I am going to do everything I can to get President Trump elected. He is the man for the moment in history. We need him to protect us from this communist, uh, Marxist, and globalist push to take over America. I just spent time with him last week. Um, he invited us to do our book launch at uh, Trump National Bedminster, which is absolutely beautiful in New Jersey. And he showed up and gave a short speech at my event. I'm honored to call him friend. And he wrote a beautiful foreword in my book that you can just, when you're reading it, you can just hear his voice in the foreword. And so, you know, my, my advice to the people of this great country is you just turn all that garbage off, turn all that noise off. We've got to focus on winning this election, taking back our country, putting America first, stopping the endless wars overseas, securing our border, and reforming our elections so that we can save our country. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily hide. I don't have much money, but boy, if I did, I'd buy a big house where we both could live. I was a sculptor, but then again, no, or a man who makes potions in a traveling show. I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do. My gift is my song, and this one's for you. Tell everybody This is your song It may be quite simple But now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down the world 
Elton John calling it quits, his last concert over the weekend. This, of course, your song by Elton John. And the voice before that was Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake ran for governor in the state of Arizona, got jobs. She really won. They took it from her. She was in uh, these studios about two weeks ago promoting her new book, and she sent me that audio in a tweet at 2 o'clock this morning. I swear to God. Of course, it's midnight in Arizona, or 11 uh, p.m., I forget. And I bring up Carrie Lake because there's been a lot of talk about Carrie as a very real possibility to be the running mate VP for Trump. And then that story broke last week in the Daily Beast that Trump can't stand her. <laughs> she's too much. She uh, she wants all the attention, and Trump can't stand her. But she's very, very clear there that that story is made up. It's a bunch of lies, and she's had people inside the Trump campaign uh, rally behind her. Well, the lady that I also keep bringing up for a legitimate running mate for Trump, and she may not like this right now, but it is what it is. It's my show, is South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace. I think Nancy Mace is great, smart, doesn't always agree with Donald Trump, but certainly respects him and is doing great work for this country in that great state. So here she is making a return to my program, my friend Nancy Mace in Charleston, I believe. Good morning, Nancy. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm great. Are you in Charleston today? I am. I am. I, I got in about 1 a.m. and I got up just for you. <laughs> oh, thank did, you. Thank to you. To start my day. Thank you very much. Office. Thank you. So mm-hmm. uh, you heard Carrie Lake there, and a lot of folks bring up her name. They bring up your name. And I mm-hmm. know we're not there yet, but look, it looks as though it's going to take a miracle, not for somebody else to win, but for Trump to lose. And once he wins that primary officially, then he's going to have to name a running mate. And I know Fox has asked you this. I've asked you this. Carrie is in the mix. So if it came down to, so I know it's his picture right now. <laughs> this is, <laughs> if it came do down to early in the morning. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Carrie Lake versus Nancy Mace. Why would, what would you say to Donald Trump to pick you? Oh, well, I, you know, I don't think anyone who wants to be vice president really can say to the nominee what they should do, because at that point, the nominee, and I do believe it will be Donald Trump at this point because of where the, uh, where the race is going, where 2024 is headed, and we're less than six months away from the first vote. But he's his own person, and he's going to make that decision on his own. But my message to anyone, to the nominee and to the country and to every Republican out there is that we really need to think about how do we get outside of our echo chamber and pick someone who can really reach out to and communicate and connect with women in suburbs because we lost them last time. We will lose them again if we don't think about how we get outside of our own box, outside of our own echo chamber, and talk to and communicate with people who have not always traditionally been with us. And those are suburban women. And that is the most, one of the most important communities that we have to win over when hearts and minds. And I will tell you, the, the, the party line right now on abortion is a huge impediment yep. to that. And yep. I do believe we need a woman on the ticket who can articulate a compassionate message about women and about being pro-life and about abortion, but to bring those women back because there are things that are happening in this country, and I know this as a mom, and inflation is going to be the number one issue, and so is abortion. I went to a grocery store a week ago, and I spent just over $300 of groceries for the week. Didn't even make it through Friday. I looked at the, when I got home, I was like, what did I just get for that $300? It's very painful right mm-hmm. now for women who are working. You go to the grocery store, you come home to provide for their kids. You see how expensive everything is, and you can point to 
the massive spending that's been going on for the last few years, and we've got to cut that out. So that's like number one is how do we connect with people that are not traditionally with us? And a lot of times that's women. Let's talk about abortion for a second. I actually, I'm actually a better choice than you. I'm pro-choice, <laughs> believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm a Republican, but I'm pro-choice. I'm actually mm-hmm. very liberal when it comes to social stuff, gay marriage. Pro, I'm all, I'm all for it. I don't care what you do with your personal life. Yeah. God bless you. you Women like have, freedom, said you love right. freedom. I love right? freedom. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But I want mm-hmm. a government that that makes sure I'm going to make uh, take home most of my money, and we're going to kick ass if somebody f's with us. That's all I want. Um, so for mm-hmm. you, you want pro-life. Donald Trump is actually pretty good when it comes to this because. Because he does say yes. he'll make exceptions mm-hmm. for rape or incest, those types of things. Where are you exactly with abortion? Um, I, I am for rape and incest exceptions, but I'm also, you know, I talk a lot about what we can do for women. Right now, Sid, we have over 100,000 rape kits sitting on shelves that have never been processed for women who've been through horrific trauma. We have women in rural counties in South Carolina and across the country where there's not a single OBGYN doctor. So how are they supposed to get birth control? Because number one on that issue, as Republicans who are pro-life or pro-choice, we have to show that we care about women, women that are put in very difficult positions and having to make very difficult decisions. Because at the end of the day, whether you're Republican or Democrat, pro-life or pro-choice, we agree on most things, and that is we don't want, we don't want abortions to happen. I don't think anybody wants it to happen. But the party line has been we're just going to turn a cold shoulder on women who are going through this. And we need to show maybe we can get them counseling after they've had an abortion. Maybe we can get them, show them the resources, financial and medical, otherwise they can put their babies up for adoption. What do we do with the children who've been born that are unwanted and working on our foster care system, for example, or child care? The cost of child care these days is through the roof, largely due to government intervention, government stepping in and over-regulating industries uh, to drive those costs up. Whenever government steps in, they tend to screw it up <laughs> and everything goes up and the prices go up and costs everything costs more. And so, you know, as someone who's pro-life, I, I actually agree with Donald Trump um, on those exceptions and agree with until we can get both sides in a room, which is something he has said, um, there won't be anything done at the national level. Everything else is just sort of, you know, um, I think placating to your base, whether you're pro-choice or pro-life. But when you talk about gestational limits, I had a I had a constituent write in a couple months ago, and she left the Republican Party over this issue, and considers herself an independent voter today. She's pro-choice, and her gestational limits are 14 weeks. I consider myself pro-life. My gestational limits are 15 to 20 weeks, with exceptions. And so, when you think about that, we just have to step back. I think most people are pro-life because they don't want this thing to happen. So, what yeah. can we do to prevent it from happening in a sensible compassionate way. And if it does happen, how can we help that woman get over that decision she's made so that she doesn't have to make that decision again in the future? I mean, this common sense. This is a very impressive lady, Nancy Mace, my friend, becoming a good friend, mind you, congresswoman of the state yeah. of South Carolina. Yes. See that? Yes. With no hesitation. Yes, I heard that, Justin. Uh, one more story, about three minutes here. GOP lawmakers mm-hmm. are starting, uh, well, they're questioning some of the pitfalls in this Biden probe. I know you're not. What exactly are the pitfalls? Well, making sure that we get the evidence, making sure that if tapes exist, we we have them and can share them with the public, getting everything because, you know, in that, for example, in that FBI document that we first got access to, the Ukrainians were bragging about how it would take us, the United States government, 10 years to follow the money and figure out where the money came from and where it ultimately ended up. We don't have 10 years. We have 
10 months, maybe less, to really get that investigation done. It costs money. We have to go to foreign countries, engage foreign companies to get bank records from foreign banks. And, and so this process really takes time because we have to show the media because they're not going to do the job. We have to show the media and the American people the evidence, and it has to be overwhelming. And if we don't do that, then no one's going to believe the evidence we've shown so far. And that is that is that is one of the greatest pitfalls in any investigation. And then, you know, if you we end up based on the evidence in the investigation, referring charges to the DOJ, well, it's Biden's DOJ. What are they going to actually do with it uh, going forward? And so probably nothing, like with Hunter Biden. I mean, they just walk away and get away with anything in this country because their last name is Biden. And so those are those are real pitfalls yeah. in this any investigation, really. But as far as you're concerned, Nancy Mace, you are 100 percent sure. And if I'm putting words in your mouth, please correct me. You're 100 percent sure that the Biden family is a criminal family and it doesn't end with Hunter, that his father, the president, absolutely received monies in these deals from foreign countries. Based on what we've seen so far, yes, there there has been money that has been trickling through that family. And it's not just 10 million, 15 million. I believe when we're done with the investigation, if we can get there, you will see you will see money laundering and racketeering and all those things in bribery to the tune of over $50 million. I mean, wow. that is where we're headed right now. It is a huge, huge sums of money. I mean, massive sums of money to multiple Biden family members. I would imagine some of them uh, are just collateral damage, right? And, and not intended to be that way, but it is disgusting. Mm. It's obscene. It's un-American. And if it's not illegal, it absolutely should be. And I want the American people to see what we have seen. They have to see the evidence to believe it. you gotta, you got to see it to yeah. believe it. Yeah. And what uh, Biden, he'll do anything to protect Hunter because uh, he loves him. He's his son. I get that. But Hunter's got so much on his old man there that what he's done to this grandchild, it's not the grandchild's fault mm-hmm. that Hunter had a fling with some uh, stripper or whatever the hell it is. I mean, what he's done to this grandchild is is disgusting, No. Yeah, especially when you look at, you know, I'm a mom, like we need to be compassionate to all children, no matter where or how they're made. And, you know, it's just it's amazing to see you know, this thing go on. And, and if you look, he even invited Joe Biden, invited Hunter Biden to a state dinner with Merrick Garland there. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't, as they're inviting him. I mean, like, you cannot make this up. It's oh, wild. God, it is crazy. Hey, listen, you're great every time, better than the last time, to be honest. So uh-huh. th- thank you for coming on today. Enjoy thank that you, heat kid. in Charleston. Oh, it's so hot. But come down here. We're great. Great food and great beaches. We're ready to go. Thank you, Nancy. There she is, folks, the uh, lovely Congresswoman out of the state of South Carolina. I'm a huge fan of hers, Nancy Mace.